0: Hi, and welcome to What You're Reading with your hosts, Colleen Kylie and Deb Boblin. We're <laughs> <laughs> what are we, Colleen? We're a podcast about books and more books, and hopefully, we're going to find you your next great read. We are. All right, welcome back, everybody, to What You're Reading with Colleen and Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Colleen. <laughs> um, today we have a very special guest. Jess Little is a social studies teacher at Mount Abraham. Um, Jess, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing super well today. How are all of you?
0: Good. Good. Welcome to the
2: show, Jess. We're really happy to have you here. Even though we're doing this virtually, big sigh, big sigh. One of these days, we're all going to get together and do things in person again.
0: One day soon, I think. hmm all right. Let's take it away, Colleen. No, what were you going to say, Jess?
1: No, nothing. I was just going to say that's the hope. I mean, I it's, I feel your love virtually.
0: <laughs> so we um, wanted to have Jess on to talk about, would you say it's one of your favorite books, Jess, or a book you read recently?
1: Um, no, this is definitely one of my absolute favorite books. Okay. Um,
0: and that book called, is?
1: Old Mountain by Charles Frazier. Um, I first read this, um, the movie I think came out in 2005 and I tend to be a person who, if I see that it's like made, you know, now a TV, you know, now made into a movie, I try to read the book first before I see the movie. And I'm really, really glad that I did. Um, and then I've reread it and listened to it. Like so many times I could practically recite it by heart but I absolutely love this book. It's very good.
0: Okay this is cool because Deb have you read Cold Mountain? I read it when it came out which was 20 years ago. Yeah okay and I have not and this in very um I'll just speak for myself Colleen style I didn't prepare for this interview so (laughs) so we're I'm just gonna ask you some questions I want to hear about it why you love it why you reread it um yeah. So what is it? What brings you back to this book many times over?
1: Um, honestly, the, you know, um, it's, it's really a book about PTSD, in my opinion, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, it's the cent- there's two central characters um, in this book, um, Inman and Ada. And Inman is a Civil War veteran. And he's, he's wounded in two separate battles, in Fredericksburg and Sharpsburg. And I've actually been to the Fredericksburg battlefield and I know a little bit about it. And it was absolute, it was a bloodbath. It was horrible. And um, the author, Charles Fraser does a really excellent job with historical accuracy um, and developing characters that I think people can really connect with. And so, Inman is coming back from the Civil War. He's a deserter, actually. So he is illegally, you know, he's AWOL. And he's trying to get back to his home in um, the North Carolina, kind of East, like the Appalachia region of the Carolinas, and which is also a region that was very divided over the Civil War. There were a lot of people who really didn't approve of it. Um, you know, they were not typically slaveholders in that area. And um, a lot of them were really riled up to fight, basically to, to, to get off the farm and, and just to go see new stuff. And he, there's lots of pieces in it where he he's trying to think, you know, he's like, I am not the same person I was four years ago. And how do I reconcile that with this woman that I love, Ada, Um, who has her own separate experience in the book. Um, She was born in Charleston, um, only daughter. Her mother died in childbirth and she was raised to be a highly educated woman but with no practical skills. Um, So she she could paint, she could do needlework but she couldn't like sew a quilt kind of thing. And her father actually passes away and she has left the farm and she has to figure it out. And so she grows as a, as a woman from a very sort of adolescent state, which was the way women, like sort of the ideal woman of that time was, you know, kind of this permanent adolescence and dependent upon men and um, to a strong woman in her own right through the help of another female Ruby. Um, and she and Ruby transform the farm. They bring it back to life. And meanwhile, Inman is making this journey back to them. And he comes across, it's like sort of the odyssey. He comes across all different characters. He comes across a preacher who's not a good person. Like he's just a really good talker, but he has a golden tongue, but he's just not a good person. Um, and he comes across, you know, one of my favorite characters in the book is the goat woman who is this elderly woman who lives in the middle of Appalachia woodlands with a bunch of goats. And she actually ran away from a really bad marriage when she was like 15 and has just been living, traveling around with a caravan of goats for 60 years. And um, it just, you know, it's just a great, it's a really, I love this book. Um, and I, yeah, so I don't know if you have questions or I did pick out a quote that I really like. Um, but.
2: Share the quote.
1: Oh, okay, well, so the quote is he had just met the, the goat woman and this is Inman. Um, so she, when, when he gets there, she actually kills a goat. Um, to feed them and it's a really a very humane way that she does it and but so any uh, that's just a little bit of the background so um while she worked inman kept having to move his feet to keep them out of her way they had little to say to each other for she was busy and inman was eating with great concentration when she was done she handed him a pottery beaker of warm whey, the color of dishwater when you got up this morning did you think before sunset you'd see cheese made She said, Inman thought about the question. He had long since decided there was little usefulness in speculating much on what a day will bring. It led a person to the equal errors of being either dreadful or hopeful. Neither, in his experience, served to ease your mind. But he did have to allow that cheese had not factored into this day's dawn thoughts. So I really like that um, that excerpt because... Um, I tend to be an anxious person and I tend to try to like, you know, like, you know, I worry or I hope. And um, it just, is a great reminder to me that it, you know, as much as I worry or as much as I hope I can only really react to outcomes and not, I, and I need to not react so much to predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that, that quote, but there's others in there as well. Um, that are just really, really good. And if you're a, a, American history person, you're interested in American history, if you're interested in the Civil War, um, if you're interested in just a, a romantic novel that's not, you know, it's about sort of deep love, deep and abiding love. It's not about like, oh, oh Edmund's so cute, and I'm going to wear my favorite, jo-. you know, it's just, it's a really uh, mature kind of love that these people share, and just determination to get back home. And to create a home for yourself you know inman wants to get home and ada's creating a home for herself um and there's another great line at the end towards the end where ruby tells ada she's like you don't need him you know like you don't need this man we can do this and ada says i know i don't need him but i think i want him Mm -hmm. and ruby says well then that's that's a different story And that really resonates with me because, um, you know, through my divorce and having, you know, sort of to be solo for a a chunk of time, um, I really had to learn that I didn't, I don't need anybody, but I can love someone, you know, like, I don't, you can need someone because you love them, instead of loving them because you need them. So, Well said. yeah, so it's a really great, it's a great book and um, a great read and the audiobook. book. Um, I know it's available on Audible because I play it on repeat all the time and it's in my library, but I believe it's on Overdrive as well. And the author, it reads the audiobook and it's just a fantastic read, really good. Um, and you learn a lot about sort of the culture of a piece of the South that was not gung-ho about um, slavery and the civil war and, um, you know, just kind of people kind of like Addison County, you know, like just sort of like a, a, a backward, not backwoods backwards, but like a rural area where slavery didn't really touch them. And they were so in, yeah, in their own exactly, bubble. Yeah. 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 And so how do you, you know, what, and there's a great, like, why did you go to war? And he was like, well, four years ago, I might've been able to tell you that, but now I can't, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I just, it's awesome. It's such a good book. The movie, I definitely, it's a good movie. It's cute, but it it really carves out all of that PTSD and the, and the working through trauma and trying to figure out who you are as a person after having um, so much trauma happen to you in such a rapid fashion. And it really is more of like, inman ada you know it's it's a very romantic
0: inner work can be hard to do on film right whereas like relationships between people are much easier to do on film it's like those nuances
1: yeah no the movie's definitely it's it's a good movie but if you read the book and then want and then go see the movie thinking that it's gonna be the same experience it's not um but the movie i mean i have i own the movie too yeah. and I love it and it's fun and it's got. Um, oh, I can't think. Jude,
2: of Jude Law, isn't it? Jude and L- Nicole Kidman.
1: Jude Law, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, okay. and, and I
2: have, it, haven't. Um, I haven't seen the movie, and so I'm good. really glad you're telling good. us about we it. Have,
1: oh, who else is in it? Um, the woman who plays Ruby is. She did Bridget Jones's Diary. Rainy Zellweger. Renee Zellweger, yeah. So, mm-hmm. real and like a great cast of characters and and actually there's a lot of people in it that you wouldn't like the people who were in that movie like um natalie portman um plays a bit of part cast. and um um the guy from Peaky Blinders, like there's just like all these different, you know, I, I, I wish I had a the IMDB list in front, of, but it's a good, it's a good movie. Um it just it's not the same as the book. So I would definitely recommend both. Um, but don't read don't watch the movie and then expect the book to be this like deeply romantic novel and don't read the book and then watch the movie and expect the movie to be this like nuanced um, you know.
0: I have a question about um, when you read it. So there's, you brought up a lot of interesting things, but you talked about your divorce. Did you read it before your divorce and then again after, or was it around the same time?
1: Do you remember? Um, you know, I read it before um, mm-hmm. because I read it, and I think, like, 2005 is when the movie came out, so I read it right around that time. But I remember, like... My dad had it, and I was like, "Oh, I can I read this," you know, you know. And and I read it, and it was great. It was really good. But um, you know, you go back to a book, and there's always more to it. And I I honestly can't count on my fingers and toes how many times I've read this or listened to it. But every time I pick up just another little subtle um, piece, and there's just excellent. You know, I'm it.
0: Well, and I imagine you connect maybe in a different way with different characters each time. It's like depending at the phase of life you're in, right? Or just something you're going through, which is cool. I don't think I've ever read a book like more than three
1: times. Really? Yeah. No, this is like, I, I, this will always be on my bookshelf. I have. That's so cool. Yeah. I have like bookshelves that have books that I'm like, I'll pass on to people like, Hey, I read this. It's really good. You should take, you know, kind of that. And then I have books on a bookshelf that I'm like, I'm never, these don't,
0: these don't get
1: put in a, like, you know, I just moved again, you know, I just moved to my new house and, um, I have my special box that has my books in it that has like, you know the two year books that were dedicated to me and it has cold mountain it has harry potter it has um, um, uh, slaughterhouse 5 the copy that my my brother gave me and mm-hmm. so it's it's very special books that um, i i they they hold a lot of personal meaning to me so i i want you know to tell that
0: I love that, a special bookshelf. Is this a book, a title that you encourage students to read or you've read with students? Oh,
1: yes, yes, absolutely. Um, One student who was a 2019 graduate actually, when um, we were doing the Civil War in his sophomore class, um, I gave students an option between two different movies that were like based in that era, but that weren't like specifically about the Civil War and the the class all voted for Cold Mountain. And um, I, after it was done, this one student um, was like, oh, that book. He's like, I remember the book. It was really, really good. And he sort of had a similar opinion about the movie. He's like, the movie was good, um, but, you know, not, you know, the book's better. Um, and so, yeah, I honestly, I totally recommend it. I just recommended this to a colleague, Jane Tebow. Um, I was like, you got to read this book. It's really good. And like, there's a lot of like psychological, um, emotional stuff in there that is somewhat subtle. So if you're doing a quick read through, it's a great story if you just like want to read through it, but it's also something that you can like pause and take time with and reread and, and pull more stuff out of it. Strongly recommend it to anybody.
2: Well, I'm going to reread it. I know I like it very, very much when I read it 20 years ago. And I remember this because I remember buying it as a gift for a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sending it on saying this is a really great read i think you're going to enjoy it so but i plan on rereading it
1: well i know vicki brownson because i had to i grabbed a copy out of her room so i could read a quote out of it um vicki brownson has quite a selection in there yeah
0: just do you know much about the author and like his sort of background or how
1: he came to write this book um not a lot, though I have read his, some of his other books. He wrote, um, so the in the, right in the front, it says Charles Frazier grew up in the mountains of North Carolina. So it sounds like he's speaking about a geographical and cultural region he knows about. Um, and he now lives in Raleigh with his wife and daughter um, where they raise horses, I didn't know that. Um, and Cold Mountain is his first novel. He's also written a book called 13 Moons, um, which is about the Cherokee removal Okay. Um, and it's it, it, that's also incredibly good um, and I recently read his book uh, called Verena who is she was married to Jefferson Davis um, and it's a historical look at sort of her life through um, the Civil War and pre-Civil War and what she went through um, just mm-hmm. he really gives a different perspective he, he tells a story about the people that are sort of behind traditionally not included in the historical narrative yep um and he also wrote nightwoods which is another great um fiction and that's more modern it's about a modern um but really he's a great cool. writer he's very engaging and i would recommend him, recommend any of his books but i really cold mountains my all-time favorite of his
0: well, thank you. That is fun to hear a kind of a deep dive into your favorite. And so we've touched on some of your other reading habits, but we have sort of have a rapid fire question round. Um, and Deb, you want to start us off?
2: Sure. What do you like best? Fiction or not? Um,
1: mm, I can't. It. As a social studies history teacher, it's hard, but I would say historical fiction. I really like historical fiction.
0: Combine them both. <laughs> um, do you prefer to listen to books, to hold a Kindle or other device, or a physical book?
1: Um, I, I actually prefer to hold the physical book, however, um, in my modern lifestyle i find i listen to audiobooks pretty much constantly when i'm because i can listen to them while i'm doing dishes while i'm vacuuming while i'm driving you know it's just a very it's a it's a great way to get my my reading fix in without sitting down and and sort of you know ignoring the the mess because i am in spite of what my classroom desk looks like um at home i am actually a pretty tidy person and i like to keep things clean so um it's it's a great way to to listen to stuff and also you know listening to a story before going to bed is a nice way to fall asleep
2: absolutely i couldn't agree more um we know you've reread cold mountain several times but do you as a as a practice reread books a lot
1: Um, yeah, I come back to books. Um, you know, I love reading new books, but I definitely have, you know, my favorites, Harry Potter. Um, you know, I find that there are times in my life that that seventh book is that that's the Deathly Hallows is um, really poignant and, and helpful. Um, and of course I reread, but like it's, you, you get something different out of it. I mean, there are definitely some books where you can read it once and be like, "Nah, I'm done. But if, you know, if, if I find a book to be particularly interesting or engaging, or it's even confusing, I'll read it over again to, to, get, to get the bigger picture. But yeah, no, it's a source of comfort sometimes too, to go back to a book and, and just put yourself in that, in that place.
0: I love that just because I constantly feel, I don't know if it's self-imposed or it's part of being an English teacher, but like I always need to read, like keep up with what is coming out or just things I think my students will wanna read. So I don't reread as often as I would like to, I think. Um, But yeah, I love that notion of it's comforting. Well, it is
2: comforting. I I mean, I couldn't agree with her more. It's it's like coming back to an old friend and, you know, sitting in your comfy armchair with that little blankie around you and just feeling it all over again. It's my favorite.
0: Um, When you are looking for a new book, where do you usually go for recommendations? Like, how do you find your next read?
1: Um, Honestly, I, my dad has a similar taste in books that I do. And so if he's just finished a book, he'll, if he liked it and thinks I'll like it, he will recommend it to me. There was one of the, most more recent ones was a um, it's called a bookshop in Berlin, um, and that was fabulous. Um, it's about it's about a Jewish woman who um, has a bookstore, uh, a French Jewish woman who has a bookstore in Berlin um, in between World War One and World War Two, and just sort of her journey and and it's just yeah, and that's actually based on a true story. I think. Um, And I, sometimes I just wander around the library here at Mount Abe and look at books. Um, I, some of my colleagues have the lists outside of their doors of books that they're currently reading or that they have read and I'll get ideas from that. Um, Audible, you know, that's the app I use mostly. I use Audible and I use Overdrive. They'll send me recommendations like, hey, based on books that you've read, you know, maybe you'd like this. So
0: yeah, anywhere and what are you reading right now?
1: Right now, I am reading, um, it's called, I'm just pulling it, I'm listening to um, Barkskins. It's, the, it's a fictional history of, um, the, the. it sort of starts around the time of Samuel de Champlain, and it looks at how the French and the Native Americans interacted um, early on in colonization, and how each uses the the forests in a different way, and sort of the European style of like, we got to tear all this down and, and like tame it. Um, and then how they over, and it spans from about like 1609, all the way to more modern times. So it's, I mean, it's like, when you see the physical book, it's like a tomb, you know, like it's huge. <laughs> And so, but the actual, the audio book is like 27 hours long. Oh, that's long. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's all there. Um, but I, I first got interested in it because I saw there was, I think it was like a, maybe a Netflix show called Barkskins. And I was like, oh, what's this about? And I watched the, the season and I was like, well, this is kind of interesting. Um, and then I started reading the book and... The book's really nothing like the show, but the book's a lot better. Um, the show's great in its own way. Um, you know that, that I think they only did one season. It's good. Um, definitely a lot more drama in there, but I really like the interaction between um, sort of the juxtaposition of like how natives use the land and how the French use the land and then how it grows over time and how their interconnectedness grows over time and the different ways that you can, you know, um, make use of natural resources or exploit natural resources. Yeah. So that's what I'm listening to now.
0: Jess, it's so fun hearing about your reading life. Is there anything else we should know about you today? (laughs) Reading or Um,
1: (laughs) I, one thing that I, I will say that I had a student last semester who recommended a thousand splendid sons to me (laughs) and not typical, you know, it's by the same author that did The Kite Runner. And I remember reading a little bit of The Kite Runner a while ago, and then just being like, I can't get my head, my head can't go here right now. Um, And this one student, he recommended A Thousand Splendid Sons um, last semester, and I got it on Overdrive and listened to it. And I was like, this is fantastic. So um, you never know where you're going to get a good recommendation. And, um, you know, trust Trust your students. Sometimes, you know, they've got good stuff to recommend too. And I was I was also like that I was like, Hey, you all reading and they like told me the books they were reading and I was like, oh, thank goodness, you know, there's still there's they're still reading. I love that. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Jess. No, thank you so much for inviting me. This is great. I'm 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 psyched. Love I hope, it's a great out. I hope. It's a good book.
0: And Debbie, let's hear about what you're reading currently.
2: Well, I just finished a book. So I've just picked out two new books um, to read. I took two because we're on break next week. So the first one is called The Transition Baby, and it's a it's a debut novel by Tori Peters. And I bought this book at the recommendation of Kelly Osborne. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read you the, the little blurb right here. A whip smart debut about three women, transgender and cisgender, whose lives collide after an unexpected pregnancy, forces them to confront their deepest desires. And it's it's gotten a lot of praise. So I think it sounds really good. And the other book is also a debut novel and it's called She Rides Shotgun. And I chose this for the library. Um, There's an 11 year old protagonist girl. And I just think, it's going to be really good. I'll tell you after I read it. How about you, Colleen? What are you reading?
0: Um, I am reading a collection of short stories called The Hero Next Door. And this is an anthology put together by um, We Need Diverse Books, which started out as a hashtag and has since become a nonprofit organization promoting. Uh, diversity in literature, and specifically in children and middle grade and young adult literature. So these short stories look at hero, everyday heroes, um, you know, the heroes that don't wear capes, um, and they are they're compiled by a wide range of middle grade authors. So each story is by a different author who contributed to the collection, um, again geared towards middle school students, so it's a really sweet collection. That's what I'm reading. Again, loved hearing from Jess Little. We'll be back at the end of the month with sort of our with our April Roundup. Jess, we love you.
1: Thank you. Love you both.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening,
2: everybody. Bye.